Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Once again, Andrew with you here. Today, we have Josh Mezer from Santa Cruz, California, the founder of A Pot for Pot, which is your product. Yeah. And it is exactly what it sounds like. So, Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It's nice to be here. So, when did you start A Pot for Pot? Um, so, gosh, I mean, really, the beginning of my it was everything went full circle with my growing career. But uh, we incorporated the business in about 2007. Uh, but we really only launched the product in the middle of 2018. Sorry, 2017. And launched it in the middle of 2018 because um, it just took us a while to get inventory and things together. So I, I say like summer 2018 is when we had our first. Like and there were already legal cannabis markets all around the country. And, and cannabis had been, is, is, has changed. Like when you say 2007, 2008, that was a long time, right? Sorry, you're st- I'm in 2018. No, I mean, when you started growing though, you've oh, been growing for a long growing. time, right? So way deep. before legal marijuana. So that just changes like your approach and relationship to the plant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was fascinating going through the cycle of the cannabis industry and seeing it, you know, go from, so I, I regard myself as a second wave California medical grower. Yeah. Uh, so when I started growing, medical was legal. Yeah. Um, it was a very interesting time because it was legal, but it wasn't really legal to grow. Right. You know, so you could go and you could sell it, but like there wasn't any laws really around it and people were still getting busted back then. Uh, and then it was really about 2000 and I would say 16 when the legal kind of medical market got its hands together and then. California obviously went then recreational. Um, and obviously still today, it's not actually legal. Like you touched on, uh, it's still regarded a federally illegal industry, right? Uh, which makes it a little difficult to operate in. Yeah. So it's the typical sort of like gray market liminal space of what a business can do. There's so many different laws in America. And for those listening in, you can learn all about section 280E and these various things yeah. within the, uh, the way you can, uh, you know, charge money, uh, for, for cannabis products. But, um, you know, you are selling grow kits basically though. It's a pot for pot, but you know, back to the product itself. And yeah. this is, you know, it's like, it's a complete grow kit for any kind of herb you want, but, specifically in this case, cannabis, how uh, did you, when you say inventory, how did you productize this when it, you know, yeah, came so, I, mean, I guess it started my business partner. I walked through Home Depot and, you know, we were like, why isn't there something that just teaches people how to grow cannabis easily? Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you look at it, everyone kind of grows it indoors and it's either really expensive or complicated right now. And, you know, you go Google how to grow marijuana, and you get thrown every which way at you. And then people often wind up, investing a whole lot of money into it and they'll spend you know one thousand dollars on just trying to grow what's known as weed yeah um and you know have been growing it since 2008 i've you know kind of know the the ins and outs and i've done all the ways and truthfully the way that cannabis grows great is just in really good soil that has all the nutrients it needs uh and then give it just some you know and and grow it outdoors uh, like a garden variety essentially and so that's what we try to incorporate into the product. And, uh, you know, we use really good soil that we blend, uh, and then we give you sort of all the ingredients you need. And um, we make it about as easy as it can be. And it turns out, like, it does grow like a weed. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, we say just add sun, water, and seed. 
Uh, and that's the one thing the kit doesn't include is the seed for the plant. Uh, uh, and that's obviously for legal reasons, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's also nice because then we wind up giving people choice because you don't necessarily want to get boxed into OG Kirsch or this variety or that variety. Yeah. So what we do is we include seed coupons. Oh. Uh, and then you go to our seed coupon partners and then they'll do, you'll go to their website and select your strain and you get $40 off. And um, so that was kind of like a step that we had to take to separate ourselves a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's a very necessary, like just put the wall up right there. Just it, it yeah. just cut like it's a purely, uh, you know, a gardening product in that regard. So that, that's what makes us, we're regarded as an ancillary cannabis product. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that still means we're paraphernalia. Of course. Yeah which then puts a whole world of restrictions on it. Yeah. So it changes a little bit of your business model and how you can, you know, make money and file taxes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but you're, you know, been doing this for a few years. You've got a bunch of accessories, you know, whether it's watering can or scissors and all the various accoutrements that go with, you know, this experience um, as you're doing like the product, itself and then the accessories and then education how are you trying to educate folks you know at a, at a pot for pot.com yeah so um we have like a video grow guide um it's like an eight-part email series that you get um so we try to like step you through it you know each little kind of week by week basically um we encourage our customers to grow what's known as auto flowering cannabis or automatic flowering cannabis um it's kind of a, a strain of or a variety of cannabis that people aren't too familiar with but that just is done in 80 days. So it doesn't matter how what time of year it is or whether you're planting it indoors or outdoors, the plant is ready to be harvested then. So we follow them along with that video grow guide. And then we also provide what we call grow coaching. Mm. Uh, so anyone has any questions, like, you know, what is why is this leaf turning this color or, you know, anything, or you know, am I watering enough? We're going to you know, reply to you in about 48 hours. And, uh, we have customers that we have just ridiculously long email chains with. I mean, we, uh, we'll talk to them daily. Well, so it's a high touch thing too, you know, no pun intended. Like you want yeah. to actually guide them, sorry, <laughs> dad jokes, <laughs> guide them through the process, you know. Um, but um, that's, you know, especially as America, you know, continues states, you know, we're almost majority of states in America have some sort of marijuana law in the books that isn't complete and utter discrimination. There's a handful of states, right? The yeah. rest is, uh, or not a prohibition, not just discrimination. It's a pro prohibition, right? Um, and so, um, you know, how have you seen your geographies, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Like America was a patchwork of different you know, state and local laws to this, just in California alone, like you said, you yeah. know, California, you go from one county to another. We were like that in Colorado too, for a while, different municipalities. You couldn't buy marijuana in my hometown, but we had, you know, legal marijuana statewide, you know? Yeah. yeah um, it's, it's really bizarre. <laughs> well, but how does that, how does your customer base, does your customer base respond to that? Or is it agnostic to any problems regarding that? Attitudes, of course, in states like Oklahoma, South Dakota are different than New York, which just went online or Colorado, yeah. most mature market in the country, California, longest lasting legacy of marijuana production, in, you know, in the country, right? Yeah, um, I would say we'll see when a state goes legal, um, we'll see a blip in that state, you know, and they'll kind of like pop up a little bit, because obviously, one of the main reasons people want to grow the plant is because it's illegal, right? Yeah, they'll go to jail. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll go straight jail. to jail, which is not like 
it's not worth it, it to, yeah, to those people. If you have a federal job or anything, right? Like there's a huge amount of risks still associated with growing a plant, even if you know you're in a legal state and you can grow it, like if you're in union, drug tested and stuff like that. So yeah. Um I would say that it's really across the whole country though. Um and we, we also ship internationally as well. Um but yeah, the, the customer base is really diverse and spread out. Um, I think a lot of our customers are people that wind up really needing it for medical reasons. Right. Because um, that, that's obviously something that I think today is vastly different from when I first got involved with the industry and it was predominantly a medical thing. And right. you, know, you were dealing with, like I was dealing with real patients, you know, I've met people that have cured themselves from cancer and people that have died from cancer um, while consuming cannabis. And um so I think a lot of our customers wind up being medical people who, you know, need right. a higher volume of medicine. Of course. Um, and then we also have the gardener, right? Like just yeah. someone who wants to grow. Just a hobbyist. Yeah. yeah, they have a yeah. greenhouse and they like azaleas, but they yeah. also like bonsais and they also have a cannabis. But my favorite statistics was from the 2018 National Gardening Survey where it was reported that I think it was 72% of households would grow cannabis as a garden variety if federally legal to do so. Oh, wow. Um, which makes sense, right? If you own your own house and you're already gardening, and, you know, like it, it's just such a fun plant to actually watch grow. Like it's so fun. There's so many strains and varieties and smells yeah. too. Like, I mean, just flowers smell and they smell depending on the, you know, roses, whatever, but like a flowering yeah. cannabis plant, like is so pungent at its yeah. full bloom. And I love the money tree here, you know, that's a, I love this plant, but like it's taken 10 years for it to get this big. You oh, grow wow. a cannabis plant and all of a sudden you walk out there with your morning cup of coffee and you're like, I swear that thing's an inch bigger today. <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of that, though, um, you talked about the the education and, and the journey of cultivating this from, you know, starting it until you have to harvest it. That seems the processing of it seems like the part of the process, too. Well, talk me to that. I actually don't know a ton about that and how you would do it with your product. You know what I mean? So say it's flowered, it's in bloom, and it's time to, to trim it out. What do you? What yeah, does that look like? So once you finish your 80 days, you know, and you've got a plant and you're like, okay, this is now at the point where it's ready to harvest. And we obviously like give you like the key indicators to look for, um, you know, then chop it down. Uh, and then you actually get into one of the most labor intensive part of the whole process is right at the end. Um, because then you have to get this plant that looks kind of bushy and, flowering you have to make it look like a diamond nug that you're kind of used to getting so you basically wind up making about it's actually about 28 cuts per gram it works out to you because you have to remove all the leaves because the leaves don't really contain the thc or sort of the product that you're looking for and they'll often degrade the smell of it um so yeah you go around you remove all those leaves and it takes about eight hours for a professional to trim a pound of cannabis um, it's a miserable process, but right. No, I mean that's like in the industry when you zoom out again back to, you know, what we're talking about. The marijuana industry has so many different jobs and people doing things, and the trimmers. Yeah. That's like the line work. That's like the oh yeah, the, that is hard work actually. And there's dust, and it's in a you know, it's like there's just yeah, canvas so dust you, everywhere. You put on your trimmer hat for a day. Yeah, <laughs> now you trim all the leaves off, and then you'll hang it and you'll let it dry. Um, it typically takes around about. Um, I would say, depending on your climate, but let's say, you know, 10 days for it to fully dry out. Mm. Uh, then you'll pop it in a jar and it's pretty much at that point ready to consume. But we, we'll, we'll advise you to keep it in the jar for about two weeks just to let it cure and the moisture to even out throughout the buds. Mm. Um, and then yeah, because now that it's been, it ha it's no longer attached and, it, you know, it, it's just finally 
dehydrating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all dehydrated. It'll shrivel up a little bit, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but right. uh, I mean, you knew what it looked like a two yeah. days ago. You're like, if you're yeah. the one handling it, there's that point of pride to it too. Like oh, just yeah. like any, any task or any hobby. And I think a lot, one of the things that also really fascinates our customers is, um, people aren't necessarily aware of this, but cannabis is best fresh. Right. Um, and now it's like the supply chains within the industry. If you're buying cannabis at a dispensary, I, I pretty much guarantee that it's almost three months old, you know, at best. Yeah, depending on the inventory too, they you know yeah. you never know. Like uh, so, it, so by the time it's looped for three months, all those terpenes and kind of the aroma profiles have evaporated. Um, so we wind up really getting our customers enjoying cannabis. It's like incredibly flavorful, right? And it's just again, it, it's it's theirs. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've got a few different choices of five gallon, two gallon, half gallon, thirty five gallon. Um, yeah. What what would be the different? Oh, each one is producing a different volume. You get eight ounces. Yeah, so this is the, yeah. what I call our desktop version, which is just sort of a half gallon one. Yeah, um, and that that's really twenty eight grams. It says you would produce from that. You can get twenty. Yeah, that little pump there. I don't want to get close. About half it. This is just indoors. Be so yeah. cold sun, it'll do better. Um, but it's amazing how much you can harvest just from yeah. Uh, in eighty days, it's kind of shocking. Sure. Uh, and that's what made it grow so quickly. Um, but yeah, we have that one, which is really what I would call our desktop version. And that one's just sort of to grow a fun plant. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that one's, you know, borderline novelty for us just because it's such a small pot. Um, yeah. But it makes an epic gift. And I love having one growing on my desk. Yeah, for 50 bucks, it's, it is an epic gift, actually. If, if someone is, you know, interested or doesn't, has no you know stigma around it yeah. it's just another thing you have <laughs> yeah exactly and then we have our two gallon version which is more designed for indoors you know in a grow tent or like a very sunny window um and we have a five gallon version which is kind of outdoors in the balcony or in the patio and then we have a 35 gallon which is i mean you know very large <laughs> that's industrial almost in a yeah, way it's almost like, like a wine barrel um, yeah guys. Um, but that's that, what you'll see in a big grow when you go to a grow house and they have, you know, a hundred of those buckets, you know, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, they, those plants can get really tall. Huge, yeah. Those <laughs> are a lot of fun. Uh, and people get, you know, a pound of cannabis off one of those plants pretty easily by the end of the season. And, uh, that's, a, you know, not a bad return on your investment. Not if, well, the first time, but then the second time you've already made back your investment in the product, yeah, yeah, like from yeah. purely buying at a dispensary alone. Yeah. For sure. I, yeah. I mean, Loose math would suggest that at three hundred and twenty dollars, that you know, a pound of cannabis. I don't know. You can do the math yeah. locally. You can figure <laughs> out what it costs you. But anyway, um, good times on that. Um, that's fun to hear about yield and talk. And then you can, you know, like you said, you have these text chains with these customers because you're just farmers talking about farming. Yeah, it's, it's just hobbyists or people are really passionate or, or gardeners. I guess you're not. It's a. F- I mean, some people may have a full yeah. farm, but that they, they these are all gardeners. People are just yeah. growing like four plants and yeah. People just get excited, you know, like it's so much fun to see a seedling, um, you know, that's tiny and you get that emotional attachment to it and you watch it grow throughout its cycle and um, they they just love their plants, you know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of them also just enjoy talking to us because, you know, we try to help them along. <laughs> so, I mean, that's part of obviously like your, your sort of strategies is obviously, you know, having good service and having a product yeah, I mean, people. Look, for us, the, the only thing that matters is your success, right? I mean, literally, and I say that from a fundamental business perspective, because I can't advertise. You know, I, I mean, right. I, I can't go on Instagram and pay for ads. I can't do any of that. So 
in order for like us to be a successful company, I need you to have a success. So then you're going to go to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, look, look how much fun this was and look what I got. Uh, and they're going to grow. So I think that for us is like just really since we when, since we started it, we're like, hey, we got to really love our customers uh, because, yeah, their success is our success. So how do you do that other than, like you said, you respond, but and yeah, no. I, I want to come back to the advertising because that's kind of a, a larger topic for marketing uh, that is one of your hurdles. Right. Um, but what, when, when, when this became you and your business partner, you're like, we have to do X, Y, and Z, you know, and we also can't do these other things that a, a normal quote unquote business does. So what, what did that look like creating that customer experience then? Um, I mean, to us, it was just taking the time out of the day to genuinely respond to something you know, and, and give them the best response we can give them over email because, you know, we didn't want to take phone or anything like that. Um, mm. But, you know, we get them to send us photos and because, you know, we know the product and we've seen, you know, 10,000 plants go through the system, we, we know at this point what your problems are, you yeah. know, and a lot of the times you don't actually even have any problems. You're just worried. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of the times, you know, people sometimes just need encouragement, right? Like just flat out, like, no, you're actually doing a great job. Like, don't worry. Like, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Um, and I think it was just being a human at the end of the evening. Uh, yeah. And, and trying to just be genuine like that. Nice. Um, so, and then I, I talk a little bit about the product development and, and like making the first kit and like making the things that you needed. Like, because the... Yeah. Uh, so, um, so our first packaging didn't look anything like it looked today. It was literally just a box with a sticker. Uh, wrapped around it it was a long you know 24 inch sticker um and that contained all the product information um we launched that one and we did that for like a year we're like okay like this works as far as like developing the product like i've grown cannabis for 14 years yeah so like i I didn't even grow a plant in this kit before i sold it just i've grown in the soil you know like i know you know i made the same soil recipe and everything else so it wasn't really like, is this going to work? It's just like, no, yeah, that part makes a lot of sense. I mean, but you have all these little, especially when you do the $80 small pot, you know, um, it has a lot of little things in it. Like there's, yeah, and the box yeah. is branded, you know, it's all like, it's got a watering can. There's a lot of like elements that go into it that makes it a full experience. Yeah. We, well, we wanted to have it so like, if you didn't garden or anything like that, you know, any tools that you just had everything you needed was in the box. Yeah. Um, and the first version had like a pH test there to see what your water was. But then we're like, oh, that's too complicated. Like we need to keep this simple because a lot of people try to overcomplicate the experience, you know? Um, yeah. So for us, we put the smartphone camera lens in there so people could look closely at their buds and, you know, hopefully share it on social media, you know, yeah. hashtag the pop for pot. And, you know, unfortunately we got shadow bands. So like <laughs> social media is not even advertising on it is useless for us, but even just posting on it at this point, it's kind of like uh, almost a fruitless effort because it just doesn't work. Yeah. And and that also works for people who post on our behalf. You know, we, you know, we'll, uh, we've tried um, experiments where we've worked with uh, Instagram accounts with huge followers yeah. and they'll post something about us and the reach of that post will be, you know, one twentieth of what any other post would be just because it's, just because it's called a pop for pop. Yeah. And I mean, you have an Instagram, but you've, I presume, have been like banned or been, you know. Well, it's the shadow ban, right? So yeah. we're not banned, but we're basically invisible, you know? So it yeah. doesn't appear and you can't even search hashtag pop for pop and like get 
the most recent, you just get the yeah. most popular. It's like this weird house. It's like the naughty house they put you in. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're bed, still like, yeah, <laughs> the, you're sitting in the corner, which is no fun. Um, well, other than those, which are huge barriers to growing your business, right? I mean, those are obviously like, what for a restriction like that to, to go away would change the way you can forecast and yeah. want to okay. plan, you know, markets you can get into and stuff. So I got, got you know, ideally you can get that going. I hope we can figure really out those laws. The, the only way that we've been able to market the business and get I, like eyeballs, right? Because it's all just eyeballs to the website conversion yeah. ratio. Um, it's, it's all predominantly been through SEO. Because yeah. that's sort of the one, you know, like, okay, like, well, this is the pre-information, so we can't really, like, not promote your, if your, your blog's good, your blog's good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's really been, like, the one channel that we've been able to identify. So how have you done that? Because I... SEO is a passion of mine. <laughs> what yeah. were like some of your, you can't give away your secrets, obviously, but like what were some targeting things like when you're like trying to like, because Google is just a, a game. You got to figure out the game. Right? Oh, totally the, game yeah. You know, I think um, what I've learned, right. Cause like, I think what initially was our main help is we, we had a, a partner. So our seed partner um, yeah. already had an established SEO presence. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, if you're familiar with SEO, my backlinks, um, so I think those backlinks in the beginning were, were a massive boost to us. Yeah. Um, then, you know, it's uh, SEO. When I got into this, I knew nothing. Yeah. It's like, it's like black <laughs> magic. It's dark arts. It really is like, I mean, but it's also very simple. It's like use the right keywords on your website, structure pages, metadata, the things that get people. Yeah. Like and people are like, well, what is good content? You know, and what does that look like? And yeah. it, to me, it's a really fine line, right? Like, Good content is something that's enjoyable to read, that's helpful, and that, you know, gives you the answers that you're looking for. Yeah. And, like, it's so easy to publish bad content because, you know, you writers. <laughs> it's happening. While we've been on this call, a billion bad posts just went out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, now, now you have AI. And yeah. It's got even worse. Yeah. So, you know, and, and then you kind of, you're in this weird limbo where you're now writing for computers, but it's information for humans. Right. And like trying to meet those two objectives is a really fun balancing act. Yeah. Um, and then you have the whole technical side of SEO where, you know, it's how fast is your website. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> right. 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 How, yeah. like, and just the buttons and like the way the data is like in there yeah. to see Google like, shopping or whatever. Google hates slow websites, which makes yeah. sense. Like, yeah. It's waiting on a website. And, you know, really Google's algorithm is centered around trying to understand what the human wants. And, trying to mix match that back into the computer of like, is this a real person? Are they, you know, validating the source and so forth. Um, but yeah, I think it was just initially publishing good content, having good partners that promoted us. Right. Um, and that sort of gave us like a bit of wind, you know, under our wings and, then the pandemic hit and that was obviously a big boom for business. Yeah, people are at home, they're looking for things to do. Actually, yeah. it seems like great, like a great time to sort of grow, no pun intended again, like because the, uh, the market was literally captive. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, I think that in hindsight has made it really difficult for a lot of businesses because everybody just blew up. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like you'd think during the pandemic, the business would actually go down it yeah. turns out you know except restaurants and certain businesses obviously had major impacts but for the majority of it, some businesses went through the roof and, yeah, um, the cottage industry stuff. stuff yeah 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 it's, um, it... so you know and then you, you, you fast forward to today and um 
everything's a little different. Now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're in a recession. And, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like whiplash. It's crazy whiplash. So yeah. that's the hard part. And and working on the internet can do that to you also in general. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Joshua, wow, we've covered a lot of ground, which is really cool. What uh, what is sort of the next step for for a pot for pot? You know, I think um, we're we're actually probably going to wind up rebranding, mm. um, and we're probably going to move it over to a pot for plants. Mm. And I say that just because I, uh, like you said, doing the call, you know, maybe we'll get federal banking in four or five years. Um, but the truth is, is as a business, we find an algorithm, you know, and, and whether that's like the you know, social norm algorithm of um, having distributors not work with us because we're cannabis. You know, we're very open about cannabis. We're one of the few companies yeah. if you look in cannabis that, that are ancillary businesses that we're actually, we put our neck out there and we're like, oh no, this product's cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> like, Don't, like, it's not a, like, there's no snarky joke. It's not, like, it's literally a pot for pot. Like, yeah. We, and, you know, initially we went with that because uh, that was like, the right thing to do and totally it turns out like not being able to advertise is not the right <laughs> thing to do that may not be the right thing to do yeah um so i think we're gonna rebrand to a pop for a plants in sort of a cheeky-ish fashion yeah um and, and try to still keep it a little genuine but yeah um ultimately like you need eyeballs and uh if, if no one's giving you a speaker box then perhaps you should obey the rules <laughs> yeah yeah no that makes sense um so that that'll be a change of for you and your customers but also you know you'll get new customers and you'll figure out ways to to, to package this up meaningfully for people right that's all that yeah matters. and it, it's really like we we want the same customer base because it's you know there's a huge the number of people in this country you know the number of people that are going to grow cannabis and I don't really want to sell to tomato growers. I want to, I want to sell to pop growers, but I just have to sell to them, you know, kind of through the the loopholes, right? And, yeah. You know, being the wink and nudge for your favorite herbs and and sort of playing more to the rules of the algorithm because uh, turns out. And you already have the website of Pot for Plants. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So like, it's all good. Like you can. No, just... no, we're transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but what I'm saying is that like you are already in process. You know, it's just a matter of like refocusing your advertising and your your marketing, and you know, the bonsai kit looks awesome. Actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. So, yeah. It's super fun. Uh, my uncle is a big bonsai fan, so I like uh, is and that was. Um, I I think bonsais are fun, so you can you know do all sorts of different stuff: growing herbs, growing marijuana. You your uh, mileage may vary. Um, so, folks, we say it on the show every time. Every sticker has a story. Joshua, thank you for yours. Yeah, no, that was a pleasure. I, I hope the audience enjoyed it and learned something about the cannabis industry and. Uh... The cannabis industry, I've been studying it for about 10 years. Uh, and what's happened here in Colorado specifically has been interesting for Sticker Giants business. We do a ton, obviously, of oh, yeah. marijuana product labels and stickers, promotional items. And then there's, like you said, yourself, ancillary businesses. I mean, this, um, you know, we're talking about billions of dollars in the United States a year, uh, you know, uh, yeah. spent, you know, so people are spending money. Um, we're talking we're talking about I mean, quite a lot. When I first got into the industry and uh, I was, you know, pitching businesses, uh, I used to throw out a statistic: this, this is a hundred billion dollar industry, and people would laugh at it. You know, and, and, it, and it really is. If you look at the legal and the, the legal side of the market, uh, people have no idea how, how much weed is smoked in this country. Uh, people absurd. spend more on marijuana than they spend on McDonald's and Starbucks. Actually, oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. it's. 
Yeah, as of at the end of last year, it was $64 billion in the United States. So, you yeah. know, the sky is the limit, truly. And uh, um, was good that luck. Legal or, uh, pure legal, just purely legal. Yeah. And so legal. that that means that it is a hundred billion dollar business when you okay. add in the the black. I still think legal is uh, accounting for you know, more than fifty percent. Exactly. So <laughs> it is interesting to watch this industry grow. And good luck with your story as it grows. Everybody out there in podcast land, it's a potforplants.com or a potforpot.com. Either yeah. way, um, either one will work, and the internet will show you the way. Um, but you have to type it in because. <laughs> because of the way you know search algorithms work um joshua thank you very much and good luck as things uh keep going sweet thanks all right everybody in podcast land take your care of yourself and we'll see you next time that wraps up this episode of stickers on the mic brought to you by stickergiant.com you can download us on spotify itunes google play soundcloud or your favorite podcatcher If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.